0: Welcome to the KBB Review Podcast from Taylor's Media, I'm Andy Davis. This is episode 5 of this podcast, that's all about how the kitchen and bathroom retail sector is coping with the coronavirus situation. As always, I'm here in my loft, sitting here like a a 1970s CB enthusiast, essentially talking to myself. So, break a a good buddy, that's a 10-4, we've got ourselves a convoy and a smoky on our tail. Oh God, I'm only four days into working from home, please send help. Right, who have we got on today? First up, we've got Shira Khan from Sheraton Interiors in Richmond. Really positive guy who's, in the best possible way, a very typical independent retailer. And so his story will echo with a lot of you, I think. And we're going to look at the distribution sector with Chris Honer, the Managing Director of Swift Electrical. How is he helping his retail customers keep the products moving? As always, let's hear from you and how you're doing. Lots of you are contacting me and keeping me up to date, so please keep it coming. Find me on LinkedIn as Andrew Davis at Talis Media or email me, Andrew Davis at talismedia.com. That email address is in the episode description. Here's your shameless plug for Taylors Media as always. We're the home of KBB Review, kitchens, bedrooms, and bathrooms, and studio magazines, and we are open for business. We're very lucky in that technology allows us to keep doing everything we normally do from home. And as I mentioned in the last episode, we've made the digital version of the latest issue of Kitchens, Bedrooms and Bathrooms free to download. While your potential customers are stuck at home, we want them all looking at fabulous new kitchens and bathrooms in our magazine, and then looking at their actual, tired, old, worn-out kitchens and bathrooms and despairing. The digital version is identical to the print version, but you can read it on your desktop or tablet. To get your copy, search Taylor's Media in your app store, and the KBB app will appear. I'll also put a link to the desktop version in the episode description. Okay, joining me now down the line, we've got Shira Khan from Sheraton Interiors in Richmond. Hello, sir. How are you?
1: I'm very well, thank you. Hello, everyone.
0: You're our first retailer. who's actually based in London. And as we keep hearing, London is weeks ahead of the rest of the country here in terms of what's happening with the lockdown and everything else. So give us an idea of your current status of how you're doing
1: it's a shock to the system and it's a very very difficult time and i'm sure it is you know for everyone up and down the country so we've just <laughs> have had to adapt you know it is very strict we've got the police out today they are dispersing any any large crowds in terms of our shop the the, the door is closed we're closed uh, to the public we have ongoing installations and you know we need to complete those projects the, the clients Need their essential services running.
0: Let's touch on the details of that in a moment. But for anyone who isn't familiar with you, give us a little bit of of, tell us a little bit about Sheraton Interiors and and where you are and how big you are.
1: So we're based in we're based in Richmond, a small town called Witten, which is um, very very close to Twickenham Rugby Ground. It's a great little town. We opened our doors three years ago. I've been in the kitchen industry for about twenty years. I started as a designer at Moven Kitchens all those years ago you know I've got a bit of experience behind me and when I was running showrooms for for investors or business partners etc I mean when when we had a little baby um, my wife didn't want to go back to work and we thought look let's let's, let's do it for ourselves without the red tape and without my hands tied behind my back so I can implement my own ideas and my own vision so we opened the, the doors three years ago and yeah it's, it's, it's been fantastic it's the best thing I did so um, how many staff have you got there it's me and three other full-time staff in the office myself my wife Nadia who's also director my brother who's the operations manager his name is Moroz and we've got Paul who's our technical surveyor and I have three installation teams
0: well, okay so it's classic family business independent retailer here how many projects are you normally working on at any given time
1: this year's been good. We generally tend to do between 10 to 12 sales a month. We can manage, you know, up to 16 installations a month. And we've done that before, just prior to Christmas. So that, that was our current run rate. We were actually in the, in the process of opening a new showroom in North London, and I was days away from signing the lease. So dodged a bit of a bullet there.
0: What kind of footfall interest uh, do you have? Can you give a, any kind of indication of how much the level of inquiries you're getting has dropped?
1: Nothing. Zero. Okay, absolutely well, true. I mean, since yeah, since since the announcement this Monday, since zero, and even prior to that, the weekend was okay. But then from Monday onwards, uh, so last Monday, we we didn't have a single person walking to our showroom, and we generally get between two and four people walking in on a daily basis on average. So this is not taking into account any telephone inquiries or online inquiries that we have through our website.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think we're in the short, sharp shock stage of things now, aren't we? And I, and I would anticipate maybe if there is going to be any inquiries coming through online or, or virtually or by phone, there will be. An, it'll take a couple of weeks for people to kind of get used to the new normal.
1: Absolutely, I totally agree, and and that is what I fully expect. Yesterday, we rang some of the older inquiries that we hadn't got hold of or we may have lost touch with, and the general consensus out there is, you know, we need this to go away before we can start thinking about a kitchen at the moment. But like you said, we are at the short, sharp stage at the moment, so I think that that's quite a, a normal response that I'm getting.
0: The issue in this stage that everyone is trying to get their head around is what do they do with jobs that are existing, jobs that are ongoing, installations that are happening. What's your thought on it? You, how many jobs, roughly speaking, have you got currently unfinished?
1: We've got seven kitchens that are not finished, that are also due for deliveries this week. I mean, we've got three kitchens being delivered tomorrow. Bear in mind, these are sites that are near enough finished. Two of those are actually kitchens that have been ripped out, so retrofits. They're not new extensions, etc. So these clients really are worried. They want their kitchen just to a stage where they have plumbing, electric basics up and running so they can use their kitchen. I mean, we don't know how long this is going to go on for. I know the lockdown at the moment is three weeks and they're saying three months, but who knows?
0: So are you going to get those essential services in as best as you can?
1: Absolutely. We are working as hard as we can. Our installers have committed. We're taking all the necessary precautions that we can. You know, masks gloves sanitizers um, we're not we're not working in the same room as the clients we don't want the clients to be you know in the kitchen area while the installers are there so we don't come into contact with them and anyone that shows any any signs is not to come to work um, and if there's anyone on site that shows any signs we, we're to walk away from site immediately I mean you know safety really does come first there you know just to put things in perspective but we want to do our best and you know we don't want to let Anyone down, we want to just get the essential services up and running and then can come back and finish off the aesthetics like stone and splashbacks and all the fancy bits. And what kind of help are you
0: getting from your suppliers to get those jobs done?
1: Our our core suppliers, fabricators, we we use the Marble Group. I'd like to mention Theo, you know, I speak to him almost on a daily basis, and he he said to me, Look, you know, we will do our absolute best, you know, until we physically cannot function we will function and we will try and get this done in terms of in terms of supplies i mean they, you know they they really are dropping like flies uh the supply chain i had a delivery scheduled for monday from a national supplier and i had a phone call today saying look that's not going to go ahead and i said to them look if i have to i'll come and collect the kitchen on friday We we want to get this kitchen in it's 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 ready, the site's ready, the clients really need this kitchen, and we want to get it in. So we're, do, we're doing everything we can. We're, on the, we're all in this together. I mean, everyone's facing the same challenges at a different scale, obviously. Got, we've got companies like BSH who are still continuing to deliver. Uh, Nabilia have announced that they are continuing to produce uh, and deliver to the UK. Some of the delivery times are slightly longer, which is to be expected. And, and then there's a lot of other other companies that have just completely halted business and, and production, etc.
0: And I think it's it's those individual decisions that is sending waves through the supply chain, aren't they? Particularly if they're the bigger companies. I think a lot of the time, if companies sell things in a box, this is how, I, this is how I've been looking at it, if they sell it in a box, a tap, an oven whatever it is they tend to have stock in a warehouse somewhere and therefore they can kind of keep supplying because demand has dropped so much but i think if you work Absolutely. in if you work in a just-in-time style uh, manufacturing facility which a lot of the furniture companies do or or worktops or fabricators then obviously it's a completely different
1: matter totally agree and that, that is exactly what we're seeing here and some companies have just taken the decision almost instantly like monday evening i was getting emails Tuesday morning, more emails were following and then receiving more emails throughout the day to day. Like you said, it is those individual decisions and it is what it is. And I don't blame anyone for taking those decisions. If they feel that is what's best for their staff, the customers and, and, and their business at this time, then, you know, we have to respect it. And we just have to work with whatever we have left in terms of resources.
0: Let's get a bit more positive here. How are you going to sort of keep your conversation going with customers or potential customers in your local area? What are you going to do to keep reminding people that you're out there?
1: The obvious one is switching to a more mobile way of working. So, you know, online design, telephone design consultations and, and video calls. I mean, you can use Zoom, screen share, et cetera. So when, when clients eventually... Get over the initial shock and and they want to start thinking about their kitchen again we can we can restart those conversations at the moment we 're just keeping in touch with them that 's the obvious but we 're part of the local facebook page et etc so we 're keeping our local clients just local residents updated as to the initiatives we have i mean you know, one of those we're doing. We've we've offered all elderly NHS staff anyone anyone that's vulnerable. If there's any issues with with, with their uh, essential services in in relation to their kitchens, electricity, gas, plumbing, you know, we're here to help, and we're offering those services just to help and give something back, and also just to stay relevant as well. And I think you know, it is really a great time to start using the social media channels now. I, I think it's a great great time just to put some content out there tell your story and and try and connect, you know, with your audience.
0: I think one of the things that's coming out of a lot of this
1: is a kind of
0: resurgence of community spirit. If you are a local retailer and you're an independent uh, business that's playing a part in that local community, it may sound mercenary, but it does start conversations and it does create relationships,
1: no, absolutely, and and I don't. At a time like this, you know, if you genuinely gain help, you will be remembered, and I think it will make a big difference just to your reputation, your credibility as a business, and 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 also your business should reflect your personality. It's telling the clients out there what you stand for and what you are as a business. Well, look, that's a fantastically
0: positive attitude to take And I think anybody listening to this Would be inspired by that kind of thinking And, and, and I do think that's exactly what, what we're trying to get across here Now, the most important question of all Is coming at you now Well, this is for a feature That I'm calling Deserted Kitchen Island Discs Okay? Oh. So I want to know What your most positive feel-good song is I'm asking everybody this
1: Most positive feel-good song?
0: Yeah if you want to put oh, wrong, wow. one record on in the car, one song on in the car that's going to cheer you up, you're going to
1: sing along to it. What is it? Uh, you, you just you just completely stumped me. Yeah, that's the idea. Uh, that, I, I have I have so many. I have so many. Do you know what? It'd have to be one of the Prince records. I, I would guess. You know, I did like Purple Rain. I'll stick to
0: that. Purple Rain. Oh, a big sort yeah. of guitar solo. Yeah, I can see you air guitar in. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Absolutely. Well, that is a very, very good choice there. But listen, thank you so much for your time today. No problem. It's, it's a, a really pleasure. Thank you for your honesty. All thanks, day. Thanks a lot, mate. See you soon. Bye-bye. Okay, let's talk distribution now, and in particular appliance distribution, because we've heard an awful lot of out, out of the appliance manufacturers about what their status is. But let's talk now to Chris Honer, who's the uh, owner of Swift. Hello, Chris.
1: Hi, how are you? I'm
0: all right, sir. How are you getting
1: on? Well, we're, we're taking it day by day. Interesting times, as they
0: say. We've got lots of people here from kitchens and bathrooms, so give us the thirty-second precy on Swift.
1: Okay, so Swift Electrical, we are the fourth largest distributor in the UK, or we were before the pandemic, and we are we only sell our brands, so we are very very supportive to all the major brands. We, um, when I bought the business um, on the twenty seventh of March in two thousand and nineteen, we, we we added a strap line which was that uh, we were the big brand distributor. And uh, so we don't sell OEM, we, we, you know, our mantra is that we support the major brands, and we have done for 43 years. We look after the, the vast majority of the UK across independent kitchen specialists, independent merchants, and uh, a relatively small contract division, um, looking after some selected house builders and a large university refurbishment
0: business. Right, so there's a big scope of business there. What's your current status? What is, how does Swift sit as we speak?
1: So, as of now, we are operating with a skeleton crew. We have some loyal colleagues across our business. Our average length of service here is eighteen years so we've got guys here that have been through a few depressions and but not not a pandemic so um, so we know what to do when there's crises so we've our intention was that we would we would see the business through as much as we can and support our customers. So, I have a skeleton crew we will probably suspend our normal delivery schedules as of Friday this week because what we've identified is that our independent kitchen specialists that have needed us we've looked after them and they are looking to suspend their operations after they complete their final job and many of them are finishing their jobs this Friday and, that, and I think that is the current state of a lot of them
0: is is trying to get the essential services in to the jobs that are half done and you've obviously
1: been helping them do that as much as you can absolutely, absolutely and and you know, it's, an interesting, it's interesting, isn't it? Because one of, the, one of the areas that the government, I think, has failed this industry, and I was talking to a number of colleagues who sit on the Amdia board, and I know that AMDI are, are looking at this and, and, and trying to lobby government every day.
0: So AMDI is, AMD is the trade body for the manufacturers of domestic appliances?
1: That's the one, yeah. And what they're saying is, look, what the government said, on, certainly on Monday, was a broad brush. It was all about electrical stores. Now, what we're saying is actually laundry, refrigeration and cooking, we believe, is essential. And I think that's one of, the, one of the areas that the government's been slightly remiss and haven't supported our sector. And, you know, an NHS worker at the moment has to come home and now they have to step off on their doorstep and go straight to their washing machine. What happens, what happens if that washing machine doesn't work? Yeah. You know, and that's what I've been saying to certainly our guys, you know, that get that message across. We're here. We've got washing machines in stock. And for ever long as I possibly can, I'll, I'll support somebody who needs a washing machine or, it- a laund- or, or a or fridge or a cooker.
0: Can you find a freezer anywhere for love of money at the
1: moment? No. Right. No, we sold out a freezer. Is that essential when you stockpile about six months' worth of bread? Probably not. That's, an, that's another question, isn't it? For another time now.
0: You've been working in the distribution market for a very long time, way before your involvement with Swift. You ran yeah. BCG for a long time as well. What's your overall impression of how, this, how the
1: distribution market is going to be directly affected by this? That's a really good question. I think, I think when we come out the other end of this, I think customers have got really long memories. And there's a fine line, Andy, between trying to support your sector and doing the best you can and then being seen to profiteer. And I'm obsessed with that. I've said all along and all my guys are working from home. My sales team are working from home. My internal sales team are working from home. So in in the office, is me and a couple of other guys that are more than two meters apart. But what I've said to all of our guys is, look, we ha- we have to support our, 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 our retailers. We have to support the guys that need us. Um, and and that's what a distributor is there for. You know, we're the, we're, the, we're the middle guys. We're the guys in between the manufacturers. Uh, and we're the ones that you know have to have to somehow get a product to somebody if they desperately need it. Um, so I think the outcome at the end of all this is um, hopefully the retailers will remember the guys that look after them. I mean, that's the does that make sense? I don't you know if that I don't know if that answers your question.
0: No, that does, and I, and I think it's definitely going to be interesting to see what happens next. Because as I keep saying, I think we're in the short, sharp shock period at the moment. And I think in a couple of weeks' time, that's when people will really start looking in detail at how they're going to get through this in terms of cash and in terms of credit. And obviously, yes. you, you have an awful lot of credit counts with people. That's how distribution works. What, yep. you know, what You've got to strike a balance, have you, haven't you, between helping people but also managing your own, because you know, you've got to pay your suppliers as well. So you're the middleman yep. in that sense. So that's the difficult balancing act that I see you've got.
1: Yeah, and we manage our cash on a day by day basis. One of the really nice areas of Swift Electrical is, is, you know, we've been trading for 43 years. We've got some fantastically robust supplier relationships. And, and because we dedicate our, our whole business to our key suppliers and we don't, we don't go around Europe with a shopping basket and adding um, unknown brands into the portfolio um, and utilize the weight of our suppliers to sell unknown brands. We, you know, we, we are very supportive. The supplies, and I'm sort of hoping that they'll they'll see it they'll they'll see that and they'll help they'll help businesses like me through it, you know. But there's there's no doubt about it. We're we're all going to have to rely on each other because at the moment we there's no end to this, is there? We we just don't know. We know that possibly we could all be back to work in three weeks, but we still don't know.
0: But we know there is an end. We just don't know where it is, and that's that's the that's the uncertain part, isn't it? So when when are you anticipating? All those phone calls from all those retail customers, are we, or, or have they already started?
1: Well, we're, 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 as I said to you earlier, we have our uh, internal sales team we're all based at home. One of the first things we did when we bought the business was invest in a very, very sophisticated cloud-based um, telephony system, which we can access through through a, a series of apps. Um, our core volumes are still are still healthy. We're we're, we're still having customers phoning us, albeit. If it's not an order, it's for some it's for some advice or it's for some technical um, data. Um, our website is uh, pretty sophisticated. When you log on to our website, you can download schematics and download information. So, um, you know, it's um, we're we're still here. So the vo- the core volumes have decreased considerably, but we still we're still taking calls. You know, we had when what day is it today? It's 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 Thursday today. So yesterday we had 172 calls, which is very positive. Yeah, and because. Well, it is. And, and, and because, as you said earlier, we have quite a broad brush. Our customer channels just isn't specifically a kitchen retail channel. You know, we have, we have merchants. We are affiliated alongside a number of key buying groups. And the IPG, for example, the independent plumbing group, they're classified as hardware stores. So they're actually essential. Right. So, you know, it would be remiss of us not to be able to offer a service. To those guys if they need it
0: we've talked a little bit about this already but you're the middleman here and yeah. you're, you're dealing with a lot of the big brands what's your overall uh, impression of what their current status is in terms of manufacture and supply
1: well at the moment i all i can say is they've done a sterling effort so um i you know we have the whirlpool group we have bsh and we have franca um as our three major brands and every one of them has have, uh, have kept us up to date with with um, supply information. Um this isn't this this genuinely at the moment isn't a supply issue. This is a demand issue. The guys at Smeg have been fantastic. You know those guys uh, have kept us up to date all the way through bearing in mind what, what's going on in Italy. You know the Smeg guys over there have been have been tremendous. So fair play to all of them as I say at the moment this isn't a supply issue.
0: No, and I think a lot of them are winding down or shutting down because of of the demand, not necessarily because they cannot continue to function under lockdown lockdowns. Yeah, no, I, absolutely. And I think that's a big part of it. What's your sort of medium view here on, on on how this might affect the market once we're out the other side of it?
1: The nice thing about it is actually, if you look at our kitchen retail business, the core retailers in this in this country, they they know what they're doing. They've been they've been doing it a long, long time. So really for me, it's not, we haven't lost this business. You know, the average, uh, the, the average customer is, is booking six, maybe four or five months in advance. So all, 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 all that's happening is that business is being moved. So if it doesn't happen in the spring, it's going to happen in the summer, hopefully. If it doesn't happen in the summer, it happened in the early autumn and so on. So, so the business is there. It's just that it, it, it just moves along. And maybe when those retailers are back, They might say, actually, if I needed that sink and tap, and it might have gone to X, Y, and Z distributor, the guy that supported us through it or was available on the phone when we needed to just talk to somebody, we'll we'll, we'll give the order to those guys. And hopefully that'll come on, you know, it it might come my way.
0: All right, well, look, that's a really positive outlook, and uh, I really appreciate that, thank you. But the most important question, though, Chris, that everyone wants to know is, is what is your deserted Kitchen Island disc? OK. <laughs> what is your, well, most, your most positive feel-good song? Oh,
1: right, OK. Well, I've got two, actually. I've no, you're not allowed two. No, 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 I've, I'm, I'm, I'm being very three.
0: strict. You're only allowed one.
1: OK, well, it's uh, Strawberry Fields by The
0: Beatles. Wow, now you're talking. The, sc- <laughs> the, the Scouser in me appreciates that. It's still not the right answer, but it is, it is a very, very good answer. Thank you very much. All right, so listen, thanks for all your time, and we'll catch up with you soon.
1: All right, you take care. Brilliant. And, and hey, listen, best wishes to everybody in the industry. Great, thanks, Chris. All right, you take care. Bye-bye
0: now. Massive thanks to Shira Khan and Chris Hona for their insight today. I hope there's plenty for everyone to take away there as the picture moves virtually day by day. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss any episodes and please rate and review us as it helps others find us. See you tomorrow.